By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Always great to bring in my good friend David Wiley from the OZ. And you can see uh, the website, OkanaganZ.com, right there on the screen. Beautiful, lush, green, green grass. And uh, David, I will uh, tell you, it's... uh, snowing uh, where I am right now. So uh, you guys are much closer to that picture than we are here in Alberta. But how are things in the valley today? Oh, they're so nice and sunny. Not quite as green as that, but it's starting to feel uh, warmer. Thank goodness. Sorry about the snow, man. That's uh, my condolences to Alberta. You know, it's it's okay because we're we're you know I'm not saying we're not going to get a bad snowstorm, but we're we're the the end is near. We can see the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. We know it's going to melt, so I don't mind snow. Uh, actually, I'm looking forward to going for a walk later and uh, watching the big fluffy flakes uh, come down. So I don't mind it as bad because I know. You know, snow in March is is a lot easier to deal with than snow snow in uh, January or February when you know the the end is almost <laughs> yeah. near. So that's that's good stuff there. And uh, you can follow uh, the OZ on Twitter at Okanagan Z. And one of the stories, David, that we're going to start out with today is um, unfortunately just more um, you know tough news financially in uh, the cannabis business when it comes to some of the bigger companies. I really think a lot of the people that waited and took it slow are going to reap the benefits. Well, some of the bigger companies like Aurora, who we're going to talk about, are kind of just hemorrhaging money right now, it seems. Yeah, anyone looking to buy a a massive, partially completed greenhouse and processing facility and really need no look no further right now than Medicine Hat, Alberta. Uh, Aurora Cannabis there seeking proposals to sell, lease, or partner on its partially completed $200 million greenhouse and processing facility. That's according to the Medicine Hat News. Uh, Again, another case of building so large uh, and then not really knowing what to do with it because there's no... uh, there's nowhere to sell the supposed um, 260,000 kilograms of cannabis that they were going to produce there annually. Um, so now the unused Aurora Sun Complex is featured in a listing with Collier's Real Estate Company, saying that the company is willing to discuss plans for the 1.7 million square feet of growing space, support, and warehouse buildings uh, with any potential buyers, tenants, or partners. A listing describes the building being on 72 acres of land in the Box Springs Business Park uh, as the Solar Fields Complex. It also states that the construction budget to date at the facility has been $220 million. So lots of cash spent 
Uh, Aurora's really fallen on tough times and has been massively scaling back its operations. You know, this is also a setback to the city of Medicine Hat. As we've seen, there's always splash damage when it comes to these kinds of decisions. And the deal to bring Aurora to the city there in 2018 was really a major economic win at the time. And now the city's mayor is being left to defend the deal that brought them there, uh, basically with Medicine Hat uh, using its reserve funds to waive the development levies that were about $6 million. So trouble all around out there in Medicine Hat. Yeah, this is uh, that. That's a really good point that you bring up. That it's you know not just the big cannabis companies and the unfortunate the people that have lost their jobs and things like that, but there there's an economic impact. And uh, you know this th- this situation right now um, could be salvaged hopefully by somebody going in there. There there is a really good growing potential. They talk about you know, getting, you know, 330 days of sunshine. I don't know if that competes with you guys or anything like that in the <laughs> Valley, but there is a real potential. So, you know, I hope somebody can get in there and, and you know, maybe bring some of those jobs back. I don't know if they're going to bring the 400 full-time workers back uh, that they were talking about, but Aurora is, uh, you know, certainly uh, doing what it can to uh, highlight some of the ways somebody else might be able to use this facility. Yeah, there's opportunity there, uh, but you know, at that scale, it's uh, it's humongous. I, I really don't know um, what else could be brought in that space. Um, certainly, there aren't cannabis companies at this point in time looking for a facility that large. No, yeah, I, I'm thinking more on the lines of uh, you know some sort of agriculture or or you know a bunch of companies you're not going to find one company i think that's going to go in there they did talk about the ability to split things up and uh, but it's just uh, you know it's it's you know you look at their uh, facility uh in leduc also going down to 25 percent capacity and that is yeah. a massive one so just another cautionary tale with any new uh, industry to not go too big too fast and and I know that's hard to do when they want to be first and things like that uh, but the rush has really cost a lot of people a lot of jobs yeah it has uh, too too big too fast has definitely been something that we've seen all right uh, I think uh, a lot of us have seen and know about uh, who Jay and Silent Bob are um, from you know Going back to Clerks, um, that's obviously where, where I think most of us uh, discovered them. Uh, maybe other people knew about these guys before that movie came out. But then they started to ta- take on a life of their own. And now they're taking on uh, a life of a pot store? Is that true? <laughs> uh, yeah, we know them from Snoochie Boochies. That's, that's what right. I remember. Uh, Kevin Smith let loose a spoiler from his long-awaited movie, Clerks 3. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, one of the most famous pair of pot dealers played by Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are going legit in this film. Uh, they'll be opening up a legal pot shop, fictionally anyway. Uh, their store is going to be in the old RST video store, which anyone who's seen Clerks would recognize. Um, it's going to be rechristened as RST THC CBD. So <laughs> lots of letters. <laughs> Uh, in, in the original Clerks movies, that's uh, actually what launched Kevin Smith's film career. Jay and Silent Bob hang out in front of RST Video and 
you know, they shoot the breeze and they sell weed and <laughs> have all kinds of wild dialogue. Well, Kevin Smith says that he wrote the latest script to Clerks 3 two months after uh, New Jersey legalized. That's, of course, his home state. And uh, Smith's been talking about a possible Clerks 3 movie since 2012. It's sort of been off and on and the script's been here and there. Uh, but this uh, looks like he's uh, he's onto something here. And, you know, even during his time uh, doing the press tours for Clerks 2, and he was already being asked about Clerks 3 and what that might look like, uh, Smith was saying that maybe it would be something to revisit when he's in his 50s and check back in and, you know, see what all those characters might look like at that age. So here's uh, here's our opportunity, and uh, I really hope that this lands because it's uh it's going to be something real fun. Yeah, this is uh this is quite interesting actually. Um you know, look how creative cannabis can make somebody. Legalized in November, 2 months later he's got a script done and he's ready to go. <laughs> so right there is a lesson, but you know, there's so many there's so many things like um, you know, when I read this, I'm like, oh my God, they're opening a store. But these two guys could open a store. Like they, 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 they have such a following, you know, the, the rules and regulations in the United States, uh, you know, statewide and possibly federally, I think it could be a lot, uh, easier to work around. Like, I, I honestly think you could see this actual store popping up at some point in New Jersey. That, that would be a pretty cool road trip. To yeah. go and see some of those stores. And, you know, Kevin Smith, too, he actually has a pretty neat uh, Vancouver connection. He went to film school in Vancouver. And uh, also, fun fact is that he started smoking weed after working with Seth Rogen on Zack and Mary Make a Porno. So um, it was Seth that, it, that brought him into the cannabis fold, and he, he really hasn't looked back since. Oh, wow. That is awesome. And I really... Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Clerks 3 now uh, with uh, that even more of a weed angle. I just hope they bring that back to Berserker, that they uh, that, that sort of dance and song that they did in, uh, in Clerks. Uh, all right, well, this next story uh, comes right from uh, the pages and the website at the OZ, and we're talking specifically about something that we've been trying to fight against uh, since legalization began, and that is the censorship that is going on with this industry. Yeah, censorship uh, is hurting the Canadian cannabis industry and leaving it unable to fix what is its very damaged reputation right now. Uh, that's what Corrine Doan has put forward in her latest article for us. Um, Corrine, by the way, is Canada's first published author with a book uh, about Canadian cannabis investments. She wrote uh, Canadian Cannabis Stocks Simplified, the how-to guide. So she has had her eye on this industry for a while. Definitely an insider. And she's saying that the greatest challenge, really, to the emerging cannabis industry is undoing the stigma that's related to a century of prohibition. Um, you know, the purpose of the Cannabis Act, which governs cannabis here in Canada, is to protect public health safety uh, and restrict access to minors. And the architects of the act, she says, believe that this would be achievable by restricting communication, which they have done in force. Uh, and the Cannabis Act does meticulously detail um, you know, how you can promote, but really mostly how you can't promote. Uh, it talks about how 
Um, you know, you can't talk about price. Uh, you can't have endorsements. You can't have communications depicted by a person, a character, an animal, whether it's real or fictional. Uh, and you can't communicate any health benefits related to cannabis. So Corrine writes that fear and ignorance, um, you know, fueled with stigma and oppression have unfairly damaged the can cannabis's credibility. And for someone who works in communications, as she does, and I also worked in communications for a while, specializing in uh, crises of communication, this actually does uh, become at some point a communication crisis for the industry as a whole. And there's a cost when it comes to having a damaged reputation. In his book, it's called A Strategic Approach to Crisis Management. Kurt Stoker explains that a company's bottom line can actually take a 5 to 50% hit due to bad reputations. So it's a, you know, it's a fascinating piece. And the conversation is really important that where does it go too far uh, when we're trying to protect people through limited communications and what role does censorship, which this is play in the Canadian cannabis industry? Uh, you know, it's a topic I, I think that a lot of people are passionate about and it affects people like us as well. Dean, when we're talking about cannabis, um, even, you know, in, in our shows and our publications, that how much do are we limited even in what we can say? Uh, I think that some of this needs to be spelled out a little more clearly as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're, we've said it uh, time and time again that if our country does not change, then we might become the MySpace of uh, legal cannab cannabis. Uh, you know, we, we might be first, but we were, certainly wouldn't be the best. And we have to change because the, the, the U.S. is coming. And a uh, really interesting point in this article talking about uh, Scott's miracle Grow and the connection that they have to cannabis and how much that is exploding. And we've talked about Martha Stewart in the past. Well, there, there, there is just going to be a lapping of Canada in the cannabis space if we don't look at how we are uh, over-regulating. I'm not saying like Wild West, uh, you know, do everything, but let's take a really serious, solid look and balance things out because right now the scales are tipped, you know, way too far uh, towards, uh, you know, covering up and not even telling anybody about this plant. We're still running into reefer madness and, you know, uh, one of the shop managers that I, I spoke to recently was talking about how even customers who are new to cannabis and are coming in and getting CBD products uh, because CBD's reputation is a little bit better uh, versus THC's reputation. Of course, that psychoactive component. And they get out to their cars and they take a look at their package and they notice that THC warning label on even a CBD product and they will come back running into the store to switch up the product because the, we don't want that THC. So there is a lot of work that needs to be done when it comes to cannabis and communication and really helping people learn about what it is and what it does. 
Yeah, 100%. Well, and that's what, uh, you know, one of the reasons that uh, you're involved in this space and I'm involved in this space is to educate. And one of the ways that we do that is this segment and this wonderful magazine that we are uh, showing on our screen. If you're just listening to the show and you want to check it out, head to our YouTube channel, Cannabis 101 Podcast. Dot ca uh, or you, uh, that's our website and you can connect to our YouTube so I spread the magazine around uh, it's out at uh, Numo cannabis and there are three locations it's out at uh, several of the plant life locations thanks to my good friend Chris Ionson and uh, Daniel Huber and the gang over at Green Rock cannabis uh, got uh, a bunch of copies as well and it's it's great I love it I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it and have uh, uh, to, to be able to write the last hit. One of the stories that I really liked in uh, this issue, uh, David, was about the uh, the mother-daughter uh, retail owners. And I don't want to give away too much, but sometimes convincing the people closest to you is the hardest thing when it comes to something new like cannabis. And there's a really cool story about that in the latest uh, magazine of The Ounce. My good friend Katerina, yeah, she has a store in Summerland and partnered with her mom over it. Um, you know, talk about a family that was going through some health crises, uh, but at the same time had a lot of misinformation when it came to cannabis and its benefits or uh, what they believed to be its harms. And uh, Katerina, she being the, the caring daughter, wanted to make sure that she was able to help her parents through some of their struggles. You know, she uh, she just loved cannabis from a younger age and uh, had a, a, a bit of a sell when it came to talking to her family about it. So, yeah, like you said, it's a, a great read and uh, um, amazing what people where it's amazing to me, the backgrounds that a lot of people in this industry have. Uh, I, I feel like every store owner has an amazing story to share. And uh, Dean, I think that I, I feel privileged, certainly, um, and I, I'm sure that you feel privileged, too, to be able to share these stories on a regular basis. It's, it's just awesome to be able to yeah. do that. It, uh, it, it, it really is. I just, you know, I, I got into sports broadcasting in 1997 because I wanted to be on TV and rip up highlights like the uh, uh, TSN <laughs> anchors, and I slowly evolved into loving to tell stories, and that's when I got into radio, I was like, wow, I have actual 15 minutes instead of a minute and a half to tell this story, and now I'm in podcasting, and I have even more, so that's the, the love for me is telling the great stories, whether it's the you know, the backstory on a cultivar or an LP or a retail store or anybody. They all, everybody has such great stories. So people can find those magazines, certainly in the Edmonton area at uh, uh, some Plant Life locations, Numo Cannabis and their three stores and uh, Green Rock. So they can take a look for that and they can find the digital copy at uh, OkanaganZ.com. Uh, okay, let's quickly uh, squeeze in this lax story because it's kind of, uh, you know, almost breaking news, but it came out uh, right before we're recording. And this is something that could have an impact with Canadian medical growers. Yeah, it sure could. Uh, Health Canada is going to be launching, uh, has launched really a public consultation program uh, and its draft guidance for individuals who are growing medical cannabis at home. A document was actually leaked to Reuters and in it, Health Canada highlights recent police raids and arrests in which people were using licenses to cover and support large-scale illegal production and sale. So Health Canada is going to be looking into abuse of the medical purposes framework and whether or not uh, you know, it's having an impact on the legal industry 
by finding another way to support uh, the illicit side of things. Uh, of course, I, I think that one of the big concerns with something like this is to make sure that medical patients aren't impacted. And anytime you look at limiting uh, medicine, I think that there needs to be a variety of voices. So if you're interested in providing some feedback on this, uh, you do have some time. Health Canada is inviting what it calls interested stakeholders to comment on the public consultation. And that's going to run for 60 days through May 7th. So uh, if you have something to say about that, make sure that you get involved. All right. Uh, good stuff as usual, David. Uh, people can check things out uh, at okanaganz.com and they can certainly follow you guys on Twitter. And someday soon, this glorious picture will be what you'll be seeing out of uh, your window. Thanks as always, David. It's always <laughs> a pleasure to chat. Great to talk to you, Dean. and follow us on social media at the cannabis 101 on twitter at the cannabis 101 podcast on instagram and at the canna 101 podcast on facebook you can email us at cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com